Welcome to Ram of Faith Radio with Reverend Talks and Dr. Akuna Dejuwong. This month, we begin the series on seven most important things about walking in love. So can unbelievers exercise faith? Certainly. Praise God. So, faith is important. The just shall live by faith. I'm not disparaging the importance of faith. But I'm just saying that love, our love walk, that's how we're going to know that we are his disciples. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, the Bible says, Now abides faith, hope, and love. These three. It says the greatest of these is love. Yeah, God is a faith God. He is. God encourages us to pray, pray in the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, things of the Spirit, and they are awesome. But let me tell you something. God is love much more than is anything else. The greatest attribute of deity is love. Right now, here's Robin Talks with today's message. Seven most important things about working in love. Part 1, Episode 1. So we're starting a new series today and I'm not going to rush it. I'm going to take my time. It's going to take seven weeks. Seven weeks. And I'm going to take my time to teach on this for the next seven weeks. And what do we want to look at? We want to talk about seven most important things about walking in love. Seven most important things about walking in love. That's what we want to look at in the next seven weeks. Let's start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity for us to study the word of God. Thank you because the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I ask that our love will abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that we may approve the things that are excellent, that we may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. I ask that we may know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, still in the spirit of Valentine, you can see I'm blue, blue, I'm even wearing blue shoes. Well, a few of us are blue also today, praise God. All right, seven most important things about walking in love. So I'll just take them one, we'll dwell on one for the entire hour of the teaching and we'll take it like that. So the very first point I want to make today is this, love is the new commandment of the new covenant. Walking in love is the new commandment of the new covenant. Walking in love is the new commandment of the new covenant. I don't want us to rush this. I want us to take our time and for us to dwell on these things. Praise God. If we turn our Bibles to John chapter 13, John chapter 13, and in verses 34 and 35, John 13, 34 and 35, this is Jesus speaking. And what did he say? He said, a new commandment. Now, notice what he didn't say. He didn't say a new suggestion. Did he say that? No, it's not a suggestion. It's a commandment. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. As I've loved you, that ye also love one another. Verse 35, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. So, 
the new covenant has its own commandment. Now, not the old covenant. There were the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are not for the church. They were for the nation of Israel under the old covenant. In the new covenant, the church has one commandment. And it's this commandment, the commandment to walk in love. See, we're under a better covenant established upon better promises. And this is our commandment. Now, notice that verse 35 says, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one for another. Now, notice that they are not going to know that we are his disciples because we have faith. Did you know that? You can exercise faith without being born again. Anybody can believe God. Actually, the sinner had to believe God to get saved, isn't it? While he was still a sinner. Now, we read in Matthew chapter 8, if you read from verse 5 through to 13, we read about the centurion. That man, Jesus said about him, I have not seen so great faith. No, not in Israel exhibited extraordinary faith, great faith, tremendous faith. In Matthew 15, 21 to 28, we read about the Syrophoenician woman, the Canaanite. She also was outside of the covenant. In actual fact, Jesus told her that it's not proper to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. So she was outside of the covenant. But she exercised great faith and she got that healing for her daughter, so we see that people outside of the covenant exercised faith. Well, you say, well, that was all under the old covenant. You're correct. In Acts 14, from verse 7 to 10, we read about Paul at Lystra and how that uh, crippled man got healed. We're not told that man was saved. Paul was preaching the gospel. You know, as Paul was still preaching, he perceived the man had faith to be healed. Now, it's most probable that the man wasn't saved. Because Paul hadn't yet made a call for the new birth. At least not that we have record of. It was still as he was preaching that he just perceived the man had faith to be healed. And he got him to act on his faith. And he was healed. So can unbelievers exercise faith? Certainly. Praise God. So faith is important. The just shall live by faith. I'm not disparaging the importance of faith. But I'm just saying that love, our love walk. That's how we're going to know that we are his disciples. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, the Bible says, Now abides faith, hope, and love. These three. It says the greatest of these is love. Yeah, God is a faith God. He is. God encourages us to pray. Pray in the Spirit. Gifts of the Spirit. Things of the Spirit. And they are awesome. But let me tell you something. God is love much more than is anything else. The greatest attribute of deity is love. So let's have faith. We had better be strong in faith. Let's have prayer. Let's have gifts of the spirit. Let's have those things. But let's have love with them. And let's put love first. You know, 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, We should make love our great aim and quest. Praise God. So, we are going to be known by our love walk. You know, it's possible to do miracles without being saved. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 7, that many will come and say, we prophesied in your name, we did great things in your name. And he'll say to them, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, I never knew you. Now, of course, there are people who are evil people, who are trying to do fake stuff to deceive. Yes, those exist. But listen, because faith, anybody can walk in faith. An unbeliever can exercise faith. 
and by faith do exploits and he's not even saved. Amen. So thank God for that. I'm just saying that love is the law of the new covenant and it's a big deal. That's what marks us out. That's what stands us out. That's why we are different in the, old, in the new covenant from the old. In the old covenant, they didn't have this love in their hearts. We do. And it's the commandment of the new covenant. And now, one thing that's also interesting here is that Jesus, in talking about the fact that we are to walk in love, he didn't just say, a new commandment I give unto you that ye love. He tells us how we are to love. Now, it's interesting that in the Old Testament, God demanded that the Jews, they love their neighbor as themselves. But that's not the new covenant. The new covenant standard of love is higher than just loving your neighbor as yourself. Yes, because the new covenant fulfills the old covenant. And that's why we love our neighbors as ourselves. You're going to see that in a bit in Romans, in Galatians, in James. But you see, the New Testament standard of love is much higher. How are we to love one another? Jesus tells us how. That he love one another as I have loved you that he also love one another. So for us to understand how to love one another, we need to know how Jesus loved us. Well, how did he love us? Let's look at John 15. John 15. And um, verse 12. He said, this is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Verse 13, he said, greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. That a man lay down his life for his friends. Now, 1 John 3, 16. The Bible says, hereby perceive we the love of God, in that he laid down his life for us. We ought also to lay down our lives for the brethren. Amen. He laid down his life for us. So, the way we're to love one another is the way he loved us. And how did he love us? He laid his, uh, down his life for us. Now, certainly that involved him going to the cross and dying on the cross and being separated from the Father and suffering in hell and going through all that because of us. Of course, Love always wins out. He arose triumphant over death, hell, and the grave. Now, does that mean that you should go to hell for the brethren? No, certainly not. Now, we see a statement that Paul made that came closest to this, you know, where he said that uh, 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 his desire, brethren, in Romans 10, 1, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved, is that they might be saved. And then he said something that, in chapter 9, verse 3, he said, For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. What Paul was saying here is that, look, if I could be separated from Christ so that they could come into Christ, if that is going to cut it, then I'm ready to do anything to see to it that these people get saved. We see in 2 Corinthians 5.14, where the Bible says that the love of Christ constrains us because it us judge. That if one died for all, then all were dead. And so they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him who died for them and rose again. So, we are to lay down our lives for the brethren. That involves us doing anything and everything, amen, that Jesus would have done for that person. Now, they are saved. He died for us. He, uh, we are now living for the brethren, amen. Living for the propagation of the gospel of Christ, living to be a blessing to other people. You know, really, 
God should come first. God should always come first. And after God, should, the second person should be the other person. And then you are to come last. God first, the other person next, then yourself last. That's uh, loving, laying down our lives for the brethren. A selfless kind of love. Absolutely selfless. Absolutely selfless. Just living for, to be a blessing to other people, to help other people. That's the kind of love that we are to love with. And that's how the world is going to know that we are his disciples. Amen. By our love walk. It's a commandment. It's not a suggestion. Uh, God's word tells us to do it. And you know, God won't tell us to do what we can't do. And if God tells us to love one another as Jesus loved us, then that means we can. That means we can. You've been listening to Remo Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Remo Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Higgins Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.